0: and we're back for another episode of people thoughts I'm trying not to giggle too hard into the <laughs> intro here for our bi-weekly uh installment of Matt parker max taylor as our co-host what is up what is up that's a fucking super soft use tagline, guys. bro
1: should i say what is up use guys or use, what use guys is it <laughs> um you know one day i'm gonna get a tagline and it's gonna be way better than john's which was I mean just and we're back. I mean <laughs> like a newscaster. Here's
0: the thing, you can just take John's. <laughs> I mean, I that's kinda what I say, and like and okay. we're back. It's like fucking yeah. You no, know you, you know what we can you, do. Usually you, you
1: say you say the and we're back and then John's like, We're back. He like yeah. he backs you up uh, on the we're back. Okay. You know
0: I mean? <laughs> we're double back. <laughs> Are you looking for some D P what? Um, okay. <laughs> starting <laughs> off starting off wild. I mean we, we did agree to start off a little darker, but uh yeah. how are you doing? How's life? It's good. Yeah. It's uh chugging along. Doing a lot of therapy.
1: This is Nice. I'm almost so I do therapy every single week and then I have this every other Week, which is yeah. kind of like therapy, and then uh, yeah, starting
0: I, back. I noticed that when when you would reach out to me and you're like, I want to sit down and do this, it's like, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. So you're you're on therapy every other week now.
1: No, therapy is every week. Oh, every week, <clears throat> therapy for me, like singular therapy is every week for me, and then I do this with you every other week, yep. and then I'm doing couple therapy now.
0: I'm yeah. gonna be so therapized. I won't well, even know what to do with myself. And you're gonna be able to like outsmart your own subconscious, which. <laughs> To be fair, it's tricky sometimes, yeah, at least from, from my perspective. For is. sure. Um, yeah, how are you? That's good, man. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm kind of rocking off a solid little high these last few days, you know, uh, 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 a natural high, if you will. Just um, uh, my girl, my person, my uh, my Leah uh, were like full on relationship vibes and mm-hmm. I, it's just something that I've wanted for the last six months but nice. um, it kind of took me it took me kind of being pushy and then her pulling back a little bit to be like look I just need to process this mm-hmm. and things like that because like you know a, a month ago we weren't on it was very like mm. she took a full-on step back but now but then it was like No, she just needed time to process and didn't need me fucking pushing down her throat Mm. the whole time being like, love me, love me. It's like, (laughs) Which admittedly I do. And Uh it's not, it's not necessarily one of my good traits. Mm -hmm. I've got good traits. That's not one of them. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. But it was, but now it's like, you know, we went and saw the Batman last night. I'm not going to spoil it, but like, how did you feel about it? I've, I've seen it as well. Have you? Yeah. Have you? Yeah. I mean, I liked it. That was a little, a little long. I nodded off about a half dozen times. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wasn't even stoned, uh, but I was like, I was tired. I had done a pretty heavy workout that day, and like, had yeah. been up for like fucking twelve hours before I mm. even went and saw a three-hour movie. And I'm like, yeah, I checked my watch like three times during the movie. I was yeah. like, what the fuck, dude, yeah, man, I was what like, what is happening I was, right now? I was holding out to go
1: to the washroom till the end of the movie. Usually, most movies, I can do that. Like, yeah. you get a whole pop and then, or whatever you're drinking. Yeah, but. I was, like, I was like, okay, it should be done soon. And then it's like another 20 minutes. And I'm like, okay, I gotta go to the washroom. Like, I was like, <laughs> yeah. I can't. It was too long. It was like three hours long, right?
0: Yeah, I think Just Shy, I think uh, the full runtime credits and all is like 250 something. Jesus. So they didn't quite crack the three hour mark, but yeah. I thought it was good. Without, I thought it was... without giving away details, it's not as good as The Dark Knight. No. But I think it's a, a close second. Mm hmm. It's it's definitely a. Good... I'm I'm excited for I'm excited for the second and the third one because then because yeah. like the penguin's gonna shine in those. But anyways. and
1: that's Colin Farrell. Huh? I didn't even know that that was penguin. Yeah, played like by Colin Farrell. For
0: real? Yeah. <laughs> I looked it up. I was like that's a lot of prosthetics. Holy! shit. I know. Sh- holy shit! Yeah. Um, this is a movie podcast now yeah right we're just, we're just gonna talk about nerd shit. we love DC fuck that I love Marvel um dude, I'm such a Marvel I but like I've always been Marvel except for Batman yeah literally that's, the, that's literally only thing it's the only thing worth watching from DC um no but uh but yeah no doing good I mean like I'm just um conversation with OG last week um nice. which uh hopefully people enjoyed that episode um and like it was just i just ended up chatting with her off mic too a little bit and she was telling me about the space Mm -hmm. um she was telling me a little bit about the space um on podcast as well but then we chatted a little more afterwards and i'm hoping that some some exciting things kind of come from that Mm -hmm. um you know she's you and i were talking about this just beforehand where it was like it's such a she she's such like a community person like just mm-hmm. this community of love and and eh, maybe professionalism's the wrong word but like mm-hmm. professionals gravitate towards this woman like yeah especially in food obviously mm-hmm. in food like she's literally if you have one of her knives mm-hmm. one of tosho's knives rather um you're like you're in this like little club and it's not like it's not an exclusive club. It's mm-hmm. just like a cool you're you get it a little like I'm not saying you understand it to the degree that she would but you 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 get what that world is about even in just such a small tiny little mm-hmm. dose or if you've bought a stone from them or yeah. if you have something because they'll they'll give you a plethora of knowledge mm-hmm. and a plethora of like or 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 just like unfiltered love of just like mm-hmm. this is how you take care of this thing or this is how you um this is the best technique to cut with this knife mm-hmm. or this is whatever it is it's just this community of love and professionalism, mm-hmm. eh,
1: call it professionalism. yeah i can't eh, and... think of how many times i've like staged at different restaurants across the city and outside of the city and just seen like oh that's a night nice. like i used to work at tosho but I'm like, oh, that knife was from Tosho. And I'm like, oh, you guys went to Tosho. And I'm like, well, it'll always be a conversation. Yeah, yeah. There's so many influential chefs in the city that have know her or worked with her mm-hmm. or have bought a knife from her. And yeah. 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 She's uh, she's good people.
0: Yeah. I was I think I was reminiscing. About that. I was just like, yeah, I bought, I think it was my second or third knife I ever bought. Because I bought a couple from Eugene. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got one from her before she even had the Marvish Village shop in her yeah. apartment. Yeah, <laughs> like, I
1: remember that. I did too, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when
0: I was first starting at Grace, and then Dusty was like, go Good. talk to her if you want a knife. And I was like, cool. And, uh, yeah, man. It's just, it was rad. But, anyways, yeah. really, always, every time I touch base with her, it always makes my heart smile. Mm. And, and she's, yeah, she's just like, she's the fucking G. She's the goddamn knife don of the city. <laughs> um, but, that's uh, a job title. <laughs> just put that on. Put that yeah. on a business card. Knife Dawn. Knife <laughs> um <laughs> Cool. Uh, but uh, okay. Cool. So let's get into it. We've got a few topics here. You have no time restrictions because yeah, I don't have the, the New York Times is not knocking at your door again. Not today, no. Um, <laughs> hopefully, uh, another soon. Yeah, soon, 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 come um but you would you'd would floated this topic in the yeah. in the group uh i mean the group the group is the, <laughs> the group of us, us. um yeah. or collective consciousness like yeah
1: is, stream of consciousness right
0: this the stream of uh, uh the the rolling meatball consciousness um <laughs> if you roll a meatball down a hill what no. yeah. uh, <laughs> what's it? uh does it pick up speed who knows
1: um that should be the name of this episode the Uh rolling meatball consciousness
0: done there you go clip it Clip um what our lives could have looked like given a different path of like the addiction so Mm -hmm. how would we i i I suppose this was like a where do you think we'd be had we not attempted to get our shit together well i'll tell you what happened for me to like think of this uh i was on um
1: instagram as one does and there's this this is really funny business owner who owns this shop uh my little bike shop it's on college yep. it's very close to here Ooh. and he's a little bit of an overshare he like just films his like daily rides through the city and stuff like that and he just yeah. like films his whole life and he's kind of quirky <clears throat> but uh he does like a bunch of rides through the city and he films like with a chest cam and yep. posts it up on his story yep. kind of entertaining sometimes but he was uh riding through uh college street and came up to Spadina and there was upwards of like 25 cop cars and two SWAT vehicles uh, posted up outside of uh, a, well, a well-known after hours that you and me used to go yeah. to, you and me used to frequent. Did and, it finally uh, get shut down? I don't know if it got shut down, uh, maybe just know, somebody, rated. it definitely got raided or somebody, you know, some, something happened between two uh, people in there. Yeah. But I was thinking to myself, I'm like, wow, like I'm almost at 15 months now and I'm like, fuck, like that could have been me in there, you know, uh, like I could have, I could have been in there that night. Yeah. Right. Cause I think it was on Sunday morning when this happened. So Saturday night, when Saturday started. night into Sunday morning. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of what triggered it. I'm like, you know, I never really try to entertain that cause it's, I don't want to think about where my life would have been, but, mm. um, it did kind of trigger that of like, Oh, like what would have, what would have happened to us if we didn't really try to get our shit together.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: You know, I I thought I it's funny. There are times when I go past that place, mm-hmm. and I think about it. And there's times I'll go past and I don't even look at the door. Yeah. And it's like because I'm just like whatever I'm looking at my phone or I'm or I'm fucking cycling and I almost get fucking scraped off, <laughs> fucking cut off by a car or something.
2: Yeah.
0: But yeah, yeah, no, and I've I've thought about that place. I shouldn't say that place. More so... What that place represents. What it represents, right? And it represented... It, it was an escape. Mm. It was an escape from... From... From personal responsibility. From uh, the lives we didn't want to address. From mm-hmm. our emotional states at the time. From our... Yeah, just basically any life responsibility we ever had. Um, yeah, and I mean, I've thought about that, in I've 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 thought about this probably I think a year ago. So yeah, I'm I'm a little over two and a half years clean and sober. So like around around the same time, kind of that mm-hmm. you're thinking about this, or at least when when it was. Um, my timeline mm-hmm. um, and I, I thought back to the times when like because when I was when I was fucking partying and when I was when I was doing a fuck ton of drugs and drinking and stuff like that I would go to a point where I would stop drinking and I would just be doing the drugs mm-hmm. and then I would be pacing around that place and I swear to God I, probably at least a half dozen times I probably could have had my ass kicked because they probably thought I was a fucking cop because I just couldn't sit still yeah, And I was like watching it and I'd go up and talk to random people and go up and smoke a cigarette with these people and smoke yeah. a cigarette with those people. And it was just like, I wonder how many times... How close. How close I was to just having my fucking face smashed in. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I'm not saying that to be hyperbolic necessarily, but it's like, mm-hmm. there, there were some unsavory characters. <laughs> <laughs> That's an understatement, yeah. No, you I, know, yeah. the bouncers were all fucking six plus feet tall over 200 pounds Mm -hmm. like big fucking dudes man and like as soon as a phone flash happened yeah you if you didn't comply you were getting your ass beat yeah i saw people get thrown the fuck out of there in a very fucking disrespectful way yeah because they were you're like, you don't take pictures in a place like that. That's yeah. not what are you taking a picture of? What, yeah. what could you possibly want to take a picture of to remember about that? Yeah. Place? yeah
1: uh, why would you want to take a photo of anything? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> huh. Yeah. yeah. I, had a, I had a crazy experience at. Uh, so, this uh, business in question um, business used to have a, a another location somewhere in Kensington
0: Market. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The basement one. That was there first.
1: That was there first. And then I moved. um not very far, but um, I remember one time, it was the summer, this was back in like 2015 when it was like the height of my uh, degenerativeness and uh, I was in the East End at a friend's house and I was biking back towards the West End. I was living at my parents at the time and I was like, oh, I'll just stop by, you know, it's after, it's after last call. I'll stop by. So I went in, I locked my bike up, went in and at the time I had had, you know, a bag from the night before And it was in my wallet. But I had this wallet that was made out of like this like sale material. And it was clear. So, Like behind my cards was where I put it. Anyways, I go in and I'm like, you know, for people who don't know, it's kind of funny to like explain over a podcast. But, you know, there's a person you talk to and you purchase things from. Uh, I had not talked to him yet. I went to go get a beer first. As soon as I got a beer, um, uh, probably 14 cops came into this place with guns drawn and put everybody on the floor. The, they basically said, you know, we're not here for you guys drinking. We're gonna just charge people who have drugs on them, basically. Mm-hmm. The first three people that they sent, basically they sent people upstairs to process them. Mm. The first three people that got sent upstairs were the people that you purchased drugs from. I was the next person. He like looked, looked through my wallet, very surprisingly did not find anything sent me upstairs asked me about a parking ticket that i had in Alabama, or uh sorry <laughs> somewhere else in canada at some point and uh you're like Bro, i don't drive I don't drive. <laughs> I was like, oh that's another matt taylor there's a lot of matt taylor so yeah it was so that was like a very close call obviously like jesus there was my, probably my heart is fucking wrapped yeah. up just here <laughs> so i was just like well this was stupid and then i remember going up to those first three guys that left i was like hey what the fuck happened in there like and they're like, get the fuck away from me! Don't talk to me. So I think there's like a lot of stuff going on between the cops and that place and stuff like that. that oh like... no,
0: they're definitely they're yeah. well aware. Like, if regular ass people like us know yeah. what the f- know where the fuck to find drugs, yeah, the cops know where to find fucking drugs. To. Yeah, like exactly. that's the thing. It's like, but they can't just fucking roll up and knock on the fucking door. Yeah, because it doesn't work that way, right? Yeah, exactly. Which is like, which is, ugh, yeah.
1: But yeah, I mean, to go into more like of a broad spectrum of like where my life would be Mm. uh, if I had continued down that road. I mean, like when I was going to Narcotics Anonymous meetings, like they always use the terminology of like, oh, like if you use again, you will die. And I think like for me, that's 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 a lot to say to somebody. I think that. For sure. For Def, some people that might scare, be the case. Definitely a scare tactic. For sure. Yeah. For some people that might be the case, you know, some people are farther along than others. Some people are using harder drugs than others. Some people are using, you know, fentanyl. And mm. then, you know, that yeah, yeah you That's use again, you a will die. Very real possibility. So I mean, you know, I thank my lucky stars for the amount of times I've put things in my nose that I have not ever done fentanyl to my knowledge or at least not enough that would yeah yeah so i mean it happens to people every day you know what i mean and that's the scary part is that like
0: it's funny i was having this conversation with someone the other day not this exact one but like Mm -hmm. they were asking me they were like you know what what were some of the things that you that kind of put you to that place of like that would like plant a seed of like You need to get the fuck off this stuff. And one of them was a conversation. So, like, Mm. when my older sister, I have uh, three siblings, two older, one younger. My older brother lives here. My older sister lives in Germany. Mm -hmm. My younger sister lives uh, just outside of Guelph. And my sister in Germany was here visiting. And this is, I don't know, fucking four or five. Five or six years ago? So, so like, when you were same, in, in the middle of of yeah. In the middle of it. Fucking off the rails, very much so. And her and I have never had a problem being very honest with each other. Um, certainly I wasn't honest with any of my family as to how much I was using. But they but knew. At I, least that you were using. They 100% knew I was using. 100%. Um and and she went to me and she was like dude I don't want to get a call that's just like you're dead like this fentanyl shit is real Jeez, like I, I she's like I come here twice a year and and, wanna... and selfishly she was like I don't want one of those times to be for your fucking funeral yeah and like at the time I didn't hear that mm-hmm. like I couldn't comprehend it I couldn't hear it but it plants that little seed of like, hey, man, the universe is reaching out to you. Yeah. Like, just just Before grab, you don't have to late. grab the whole hand. Grab a finger. Yeah. Or grab grab a fucking a little pinch of, of skin on the hand. Like, you mm-hmm. don't have to, you don't have to, you don't have to jump off the ride, but <sighs> you need to understand that this is not a forever thing. Yeah. Like and it can't be, and if it is, you go nowhere. There's only one stop nowhere. at the end of it, right? Yeah, yeah. you go nowhere. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, huge. man. It's fucking, it's it's wild. I think I think a lot of people, at least this is my understanding, to the best of my knowledge. People think of drugs as something that like that bad people do. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't consider you or I bad people. Have we done bad things? Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah. Are we bad people? Mm-hmm. No. I think we had our own versions of lost. Mm-hmm. We were lost. Whether our hearts were lost, our minds were lost, mm-hmm. our purposes were lost, mm-hmm. our 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 spirituality was lost. whatever it is. Yeah. Right? There's there's a level of connectivity that you're not trying to tap into. You're actively going in the other trying direction. To not connect. Yeah. And it's ironic because, like, you go to a
1: place like we were just talking about and you talk to all these random strangers and you're like, oh, I'm connecting with them. And then it's like you never see them again. Yeah.
0: Or you'll see them. You'll see them next weekend because they're Some all them, yeah. doing the same. Yeah, shit. they're all doing the same shit. And then be like, the, the remember me? 20 and then... of you are here every fucking Saturday night into Sunday morning. Yeah. Or whatever the fuck it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think that that is. Hmm. Hmm.
1: It's definitely a dark train of thought you know like but i think for you and me appreciating the fact that you and me are an- anomalies in in the system that we you know maybe we'll use again at some point in our lives i'm never going to say you know, what I mean? for love me to be able to have a glass of wine <laughs> for me, for, for nice me, glass a for me, oh. <laughs> for me, uh, you know, the way I take it is one day at a time. I've said it on this on this podcast before is mm. that's how I do it. I'm, I'm not going to say I will never use it in my life ever again because that's an unrealistic goal. A realistic goal for me is today um, and I haven't used today, so that's great. But I think that what we have to appreciate about ourselves is that we are an anomaly in this system of addiction is that i think my therapist said it to me the other day she's like you know 85 percent of people who are addicted do not recover <laughs> huh. so i don't know if that's accurate it could be like paraphrasing or something like that yeah. but it's a scary scary amount of people that do not recover
0: there's a st- or or they or they they dip their toe back in more often or, or yeah. whatever whatever the fuck it is, and right?
1: by recover i mean you know abstain from whatever it is they're there uh... yeah for, for and
0: recovery is different for different people yeah. you know it's different for me as it is for you right yeah and... right like i fucking you know you but... and you, you and the wife will fucking mm-hmm. pop a molly mm-hmm. here and there you know what i mean like yeah. have a great night together
2: yeah
0: i won't yeah. <laughs> like i i won't do molly but i'll fucking i'll New take mushrooms. large doses of mushrooms once a year
2: yeah god i'm looking
0: forward. To it. <laughs> I've been looking forward to that literally since fucking January. And, and it doesn't happen. In <laughs> but at least ever. that makes it special though, right? It's not Very like, so. it's not Very like what so. we were talking about, about the uses of like what we were talking about. It's like. It's intentional. It's that's, intentional. That's the point. It's, you're it's you're to, intentionally doing it because you yeah. and Marla know you'll, you'll have a giggle fest. And, yeah. you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, the sex will be great or whatever the f- like on mm-hmm. molly everything's great right yeah or, or it can be yeah so it's like you know you're just gonna have a great time together yeah and then the next day you're gonna be a little sad a little but sad, like but then you, you just you cuddle and you exactly. smoke a little pot and you eat some food and exactly. <laughs> you call it a day yeah <laughs> right like yeah it is what it is and that's fucking mm-hmm. awesome and it, but you guys that's you the two of you connecting yeah and it doesn't need to be like yeah the the active The act of actively disconnecting. Mm. Exactly. It's the opposite. It's to
1: connect. Yeah. 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 Hmm. So, I mean, you know, my therapist tells me this all the time. She keeps on telling me, like, you need to recognize that you are an anomaly, that, like, what you did Hmm. is pretty fucking amazing. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, like, you and me are not the type of people to tell ourselves that, right? mm hmm (laughs) <laughs> Almost never. We're always focusing on the negative, but I I'm think. I am special. Oh, <laughs> ew! Get the fuck out of here. But it is something to be said. It's Something to be said about that for sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, fucking kudos. High five. High fives. Don't oh. worry, the mic definitely picked it up. <laughs> fucking goddamn. Also, people who are listening, the sound quality will be getting better in like a month. <laughs> in like a month. No, I. Mean, I well, and maybe it's worth saying because there there is a fair amount of like you know there's outside noises or there's echoes or things like mm-hmm. that it's like i'm i'm stepping up the audio game soon yeah I'm excited. just takes money um and you know what pandemic fucking sucked <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> this microphone has done the trick for the last year and a half and uh it will be retired very soon but um Number two, I mean, speaking of going from darkness to let's go healing power, the healing power of outside, both of these were your trains of thought, so tell me what you're thinking about that.
1: Yeah, so, you know,
0: I watch a lot of YouTube,
1: a lot of the times I'll be watching videos and stuff like that, and it'll make me think about something, and uh, that's usually when I text you about stuff like this, but um, I found this new channel of this guy, um, his name is Xander Butnick. I'm not even joking, no, but he's a... I don't know if that's actually his name, but that's the channel name. But Nick. Uh, and yeah, so this guy does uh, solo canoe trips in like Tomogamy. He's from Toronto. He's Whoa. got like 400,000 subscribers, like very popular channel. Oh,
2: okay. But
1: um, yeah, really cool videos. Like they're all 45 minutes long, like really long videos. But the way he edits them is like kind of a stream of consciousness. It's kind of like rather than him like explaining what he's doing all the time. He's just like, oh, here's, he'll set up the tripod. But a lot of ways uh no almost no. no voiceover yeah it's all oh. just the sounds of nature and then like sometimes he's talking about like this is why I chose this firewood because it burns like this and you don't want the you want a standing dead tree with no bark rather than like a fallen tree because that can get soaked in with water or a tree with no top because that can soak in with water and then you're not gonna be able to light a fire dude can we be best friends with this guy for the apocalypse because it sounds like he <laughs> yeah knows what's he knows up. what he's doing yeah yeah but um yeah it's just but like a lot of his videos like most of the time in his videos is just like him setting up a tripod and like him sitting by the fire and then like you can see the beauty of nature behind him and it's just like this beautiful sunset and it's yeah. just like a three minute long clip of that and it's like it makes like yeah. every time i watch this i've i deep dived his videos and i just was like watching them like this makes me want to go outside so badly yeah, yeah. and you know it the last couple weeks for me have been really tough just as far as like being in winter and like seasonal mm. depression all that stuff and <laughs> So to watch those at a time. And he does a lot of uh, winter camping videos too, which is Radio. kind of really crazy. But uh, I was like, there's something about this guy that I like can't put my finger on that I'm like, I, I'm like connecting, you know, everybody kind of has that like little thing when they're watching a YouTube video or whatever. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. I could be friends with this person. Yeah. But I was like, what's, what's going on with them? Like, I feel like there's something more. And sure enough, I like get 10 videos in and he's just like doing his, uh, his spiel before he goes to bed. And he's just like, yeah, okay. Well, he's like, I'm celebrating one year sober now. And I was like, of course, <laughs> like oh, I nice. knew there was a reason, yeah. but uh, no, but I was, I was, he, him, he yeah. talks a lot about the healing power of being outside. And, and, yeah. you know, I think for me, my career didn't allow, I did a lot as when I was growing up, I did a lot of camping trips and stuff like that. And my career being a chef, you know, didn't allow for a lot of time off. Um, but those times that I was at the cottage, you know, on like my weekend mm-hmm. and stuff like that in the summer. You know, really like made my year, you know what I mean? Mm. So, like, it's just it's
0: such a recharge, yeah. Well, and like, I have this thing with like, that's the whole reason it's just like we were talking about before, but like the mushrooms and stuff. Like, I intentionally go to an off grid cabin mm-hmm. so I can just hear, I don't hear like the buzzing of like our fridge or, yeah, the, or, or like the, the, of a heater, like the, the. You hear the crackle of the wood fireplace that heats the cabin. And those are the noises that just bring you back Mm -hmm. to center. And just kinda like ground you down. Yeah.
1: I mean, for me, like we talked about it before, like fly fishing, something that I just, you know, took up in the last year and a bit. Like The greatest thing about it is like, you'll be like, okay, I got this gear and I'm going to try and catch this fish. And you like go out there and you're like trying to catch this fish. And then all of a sudden there's like this moment where you just like snap into reality and you're like, you just stop fishing and you're in the middle of this river and all you can hear is water and it's like sunny Mm. and it's beautiful
0: out and you're like, Oh, this is actually why I'm here. I'm not oh, here to catch the fish. Oh, I don't give a fuck about the fish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, I could, I could just yeah. talk to the fisher folk that that I work with and <laughs> yeah. get some fucking fish from yeah, them. Exactly. Like, oh, I don't need to catch this fucking fish. A much myself. bigger fish from them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But uh,
1: uh, you know, some of it is, you know, catching fish is great. I love it. It's super fun. But like, just the those moments where you're just like, you're like, oh shit, I'm in the middle of fucking nowhere, mm. and I'm like, at peace. You know.
0: Mm. I wonder, I wonder if it's. I wonder, and because like also, you're a city kid. Yeah, that's true. Born and raised in Toronto. Yeah. Like I was born in Toronto, my folks left when I was uh, three. Oh wow! Okay. Moved to the farm. Like I didn't know that actually. Yeah, I've actually lived half my life in Toronto. (laughs) So till age three. And then eighteen, I moved back, yep. and now I've lived here for thirteen years. Mm. So I've li- yeah, half my life has wow. been lived in Toronto, and the other half was on the farm. Yeah, um, but the farm was the formative years, right? Those are the for sure. That's your childhood. That's your that was my teenage years. Mm-hmm. Those were that enforced um, my love of fire. Mm-hmm. My like. I could I'd rather watch a fire dance than any fucking Batman movie that's ever been made. <laughs> yeah. Deadass. Like yeah, yeah. I but but like 4
1: hours spent watching Batman oh, and 4 hours watching a fire yeah, is a big it's difference not yeah. even a comparison.
0: Right? Like there's I don't care how many explosions there are in a Batman movie. <laughs> yeah. There's an infinite amount more in the yeah. fire with the sparks and the this and watching it dance and mm-hmm. And everything, right? And I think it's interesting that we all, or maybe I shouldn't say all of us, because I've definitely met people like John. John likes being in nature, but I don't know if it does the same thing for John that it would for you or I.
1: Me and John have talked about it Uh uh, pretty extensively about why he fly fishes and stuff like that. And, you know, a lot of people. fly fishermen, they'll talk about like the healing properties. Like I know people who have like PTSD Mm -hmm. that, you know, or no, I don't know people, sorry, but they've shown reports on people who have PTSD taking up like outdoor sports and healing them and stuff like that. I think for John, it's definitely a lot more technical and he enjoys the technical aspect of like trying to fool this fish into eating this fake thing and then catching it. Right. And that's super fun for me too.
0: But like, but there's, there's, there's gotta be an element, like I've never been fly fishing before. But there's gotta be an element where the river is pressing against you, but not, oh, yeah. but not taking you away. Yeah. And it's just letting you know it's there. Yeah. And that it could take you away. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a big thing. But yeah. it's not. And, and yeah. as long as you respect it and you respect the process and you respect the environment you're in, mm-hmm. it's not going to hurt you. Yeah. But like that that is where it becomes more of a spiritual thing for Mm -hmm. me to 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 process it where it's like being outdoors is not necessarily like i'm gonna go hug a tree yeah i mean it's definitely that too and pretty much every time i'm in a forest i hug a tree but like yeah it's like it's there there's an unspoken energy that the universe will impart on you Whether it's the technical or Mm. whether it's a spiritual element or whether it's, um, the physical element of hiking through a forest or a mountain Mm. or going foraging or like, I'm sure it's something a little different even for Nick Stark. Sure. Yeah. Right. Like he, he'll hike 15 K in and harvest a bunch of mushrooms. He's thinking about it from a business perspective. Right. (laughs) But it's like, there's all these different things and the natural world can, can provide all those things Mm -hmm. as long as you don't use and abuse it. Yeah. And I don't know. I think for
1: me, like with the fly fishing thing, particularly like the summer obviously is a lot, much more fun <laughs> than, <laughs> yeah. than then, uh, than then the winter. I mean, last, January. last time I went fishing with John was in, um, January and it's you know steelhead season and steelhead are very notoriously hard to catch. And for the last like hour that we were there, it was in Bronte Creek out in, uh, um, Oakville and, uh, last half like, hour I was there, I just sat on a bench. And just, like, listened. I was like, I'm done fishing. I don't want yeah. <laughs> <I don't> to. Wanna... <laughs> I'm like, I'm obviously not going to catch anything. They are winning, and yeah. I will concede defeat here. Yeah, but yeah it was like, <laughs> that was just nice to be able
0: to do that. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. Man. Yeah. Anyways, moral of the story, people, is go the fuck outside. <laughs> yeah. Even if it's, like, no, but even in, in the city, like, look, there's, you can never really escape the noises of the city. Yeah. But there are certain little pockets, and you gotta look for them, where the noise is super reduced, like yeah. it's super reduced, yeah. and like there's certain parts of the beach, like mm. in the East End, that are kind of like that, yeah. Um, like Ashbridge's Bay, where yeah. it kind of juts out, and there's like a tree line. There's like a really you can't shit, really see the city. There's like a shitty you. tree line, and then. Mm-hmm. you sit as close as you can to the water on yep. the rocks there. And then the noise kind of just goes over you a little bit. You still hear yeah. it a little bit, but like, and if it's summertime, then you're going to see assholes with boats, but like, yeah, you can kind of, you know, I've, I've sat out there a number of times and just, and just sat and like meditate for five or 10 minutes or whatever, just breathe and just, hmm because that was also a place where we spread some of my dad's ashes. So it's like you oh, know, wow. I go there, I sit, I breathe, I say hi. Mm-hmm. I fucking it's, it's one of the places in the world where I can, I feel that connection. Mm. But that is in and of itself like this healing, like you're saying, it's it's a bit of a healing fucking thing where, <sighs> where you can. You can just be. Mm. You don't have to do anything. All you have to do is be and listen.
1: Yeah. One of my favorite things, like I have a lot of fond memories growing up as a child, like that have to do with water and like, mm. being outside and on the water, playing in the water on boats and canoes, kayaks, all that stuff. And one of my favorite places. I think I, I took you there one year for my birthday. Um, was at my grandparents' cottage yeah. and there's a river just north yeah. of where they live. And what I love to do is like one of my favorite things is like you just walk up this little dirt path and you hop into the river and you just let it float you all the way down to, yeah. the end, to the mouth of the river into the lake and then you get get up and do it again and you're just like you have your ears under the water but you're just like looking up into the trees and mm. you're just like still mm. but like floating you know what I mean so yeah that's one of my favorite yeah. things I, do to do. Like, that, yeah.
0: I mean we were still doing drugs at that time but yeah that drive wasn't fun but- <laughs> we slept in that day yeah um <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday matt trying to fucking drive the boat of your stepmom's car oh my god yeah that was that thing was a fucking boat yeah and you're like cool so you can drive it so i'm like yeah, i think so Fuck. yeah it's like almost the size of a pickup yeah um <laughs> <laughs> um but anyways moving along yeah Only well, 35 minutes 36 Oh, so right longer oodles of time oodles of noodles um, third topic what what does making it mean finding hmm. personal satisfaction in in the work so in the work meaning either food or fish or um, could be personal could be anything hmm. um, but I this this kind of idea sparked uh, was sparked by a conversation I was having with uh, with the owner of the restaurant owner of the diner ben um he'll never listen to this so he won't care um maybe he will once once the sound quality is actually good maybe watch he starts listening yeah um so let's get it all out of the way now folks yeah um no but we were having this conversation about uh, like people's expectations and their their you know like i'm 31 years old I'm not going to work in a Michelin star restaurant. I don't care to. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And I don't need it to happen. Yeah. I never needed it to happen. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you can't find like the satisfaction of what you're doing if it isn't like like you know you know like we, we all know these cooks that were like I have to bounce around to these 10 spots in Europe because yeah. everyone's <laughs> gone there. And I'd love to, what are you going to yeah. learn there? What do you, what do you you're going to learn how to cook their food. Yeah. Are you going to take, maybe you'll take a technique away, but they're all using the same fucking 20 techniques. Well, that yeah, I think in <laughs> from that perspective, I think a lot of people do
1: do that and then they come back and they say that they've worked at these restaurants and then they just do the same shit that they learned at those restaurants
0: yeah and you're in a different place but it means nothing like or i shouldn't say it means nothing but it it's one of those things that you think you've made it and him and i were you know we're kind of you know the majority of the time we i i agree with a lot of points he makes Mm. and things like that but i'll i'll push back at times where i'm just like "Eh, it's not how i feel but Um, certainly this is one of those times where like making it isn't just like, I know how to cook food really well. It isn't, I know how to, um, I know how to run a restaurant. I know how to own a restaurant. Mm -hmm. I know how to do the ordering or I know how to clean stuff. It's Mm -hmm. like, it's all of those combined in such a way that you find personal satisfaction in Mm -hmm. Some way, shape, or form in all of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, I love working in a clean kitchen. I yeah. fucking, I love it. I love it so much. And when people are like, you came out on your day off to clean? It's like, yeah, because I ran out of time on Sunday to clean. And those hoods need to get cleaned. And and, and it, whatever. It just needs to happen. It needs to yeah. happen so that I don't go fucking insane. Or so I don't get chirped by the owner. But <laughs> I, I you know, I'd be chirping myself the whole fucking time. Yeah. Um. Speaking of which, I'm realizing something. I forgot to clean while I was there. <laughs> ah. Ah. Oh, that's uh, the worse. Okay, I'll do it on Wednesday. Um, that's funny. Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> uh, that's what happens to you. Also, also, what happens when you go on a day off and you're like, you're not in the mindset. You just yeah. But um, but no, it was like this personal satisfaction thing that. That it kind of just, it made me, and maybe we've talked about this before and likely we have and will again, but it's like, it becomes this thing where, do do I want to just cook eggs and potatoes forever? It's like, no, but that's what pays the bills so that we can have the farm and I can cook the most amazing vegetables that anyone can get in this city. Yeah like li- like so good i don't care if you're at uh you know edgeless or Buca or 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 Raval or or isabel or wherever mm-hmm. like name your favorite top restaurant what it did it, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter yeah you want me to name one no you don't have to. just <laughs> you you you're like do you want me to name one? you're like oh dude i was just kind of tired i was drinking water i was really thinking um it's like, no, just people listening. Think of that restaurant. Uh, we have better produce at a yeah. diner. Mm. It's fresher. It's yeah. way more personal. It's, it's grown for your restaurant. Literally for the <laughs> yeah. restaurant. There are specific yeah. things yeah. we grow so that the restaurant will have its own that. Yeah. Which like, is so cool. whether it's a fucking green, it's just like lettuce. Yeah. We've got a hundred chickens this year. Yeah, we'll have our own eggs. Yeah, that's cool, right? That's gonna be exciting. super excited about yeah. that. Annie's gonna grow marigolds to feed the marigolds, so then the, the yolks are gonna be like, yeah. I'll let you know when those oh eggs come God, in. I you can come in and have them. some. But that um, so good. it's like that kind of shit. Yeah, it's like that is where the satisfaction comes mm-hmm. from. It's not. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't, like I like I don't care to fucking it. cook a fucking. A meal that en route is going to say is the best breakfast they've ever had. Like nobody gives a fuck en route. <laughs> nobody cares. Yeah, they. Hey Michelin. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah. Like it's such a. It's. I think it's once you get to the. And I think this was kind of along the lines of where I was going with this. Is like, <coughs> if the ego, and the accolades, is what you're in pursuit of, that was that will burn out so quickly. Yeah. And you will burn so out trying, fast. To, trying to get it. And like maybe you won't, because maybe yeah. you'll maybe you'll be able to and to be fair, like, places like Noma or uh mm-hmm. or uh Faviken before Homeboy left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. those those are places that like there's a culture built around that place mm-hmm. so that it will always have people to fuel that. Mm. But for 99.99999999% of every other mm. restaurant or business in the world that's not applicable. Yeah. It's and it's like you have to and it's I I, I don't want to say temper your expectations, but like temper your fucking expectations. Mm. Because like some days just suck. Yeah. I mean <laughs> and they don't get to be like, oh man, I made it. And it's yeah. like what well, like for me 15 years ago, what was making it? I, I don't even remember. Yeah. I don't even remember. I think for me... it was probably like being able to cook a fucking chicken breast properly or something. <laughs> yeah. Know, I still don't know how to do that. <laughs> i <I'm kidding>. uh, <laughs>
1: No, I think for me, like making it, right? Like I think it changed so much throughout my career. Like, you know, making it for me when you first met me was like being able to get set up for service on time. Yeah, right. Making it for me uh, at... Ursa, when I was working there, was, like, coming up with a new dish and being put on the menu when I was, like, so young and stuff like that, and then, uh, then making it was, like, you know, working at this next restaurant and this next restaurant, and then, then I worked at Shoshin, and I realized that, like, I knew nothing, and then, like, making it for me was, like, every day just trying to make rice just okay or good enough that that, that chef wouldn't be used, be, yeah, that it could be used, yeah. and cut the fish properly that I could be used, right, so... Mm-hmm. And then it changed to, you know, I wanted to become a manager and I wanted to become a chef and I became a chef. And then I realized that it wasn't about me becoming a chef. It was much more, I gained so much more satisfaction from the people that I trained. Mm. And, you know, nowadays I still go back into that restaurant and they say like, Oh, you would be so proud of like, I cut the salmon today. And it was like, the yield was great and all that stuff and he's like thanks so much nice. for teaching me that stuff right like that to me is way more valuable than yeah. any then article whatever, that's ever been read about me yeah, or, right like or and now it's like you know this is making it you know signing a lease and it's like now yeah. i'm just like you know opening the business that's making it right so i think for me it's, it's always changing but you know you're right the personal satisfaction is, it has to be there otherwise it's just empty
0: yeah, you're do it you're doing it for nothing. Yeah. And you might as well just go get a job at a hotel and cook the same four menus every year and Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And that's fine. There's a place for those people too. Yeah. But I suppose I don't know, I and and maybe maybe it's because you and I are in this kind of like uh you know, for lack of a better term, a privileged position. Mm-hmm where we can maybe it's maybe that is even the right term not even lack of a term but um <laughs> i just hate using it. it sounds so fucking woke um <laughs> I'm privileged um well, which we, we i are. am we, we, are. Are. <laughs> we are we are yeah. we are and i am and 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 that's not to say that i don't appreciate uh the world that is around me mm-hmm. but i feel very fortunate in a lot of ways to be able to discern the difference between how I feel about food and what food means to me. Mm. Like, and and maybe that sounds a little too woo-woo, but like, it's like, I feel an immense amount of love towards food. Food has given me Money. It's given me experiences. I've gone to you know South Carolina and hung Mm. out with some pretty badass cooks and stuff down there and eating some next level food. I've been able to appreciate Michelin quality food in uh, in Berlin. I've gone like appreciating Argentinian fucking. A, a salo like on mm-hmm. the street in fucking Buenos Aires and in um and and in like Chile and stuff like that. It's okay. like I'm loving and appreciative towards it, and then my understanding is that it is this it is this thing that can change everything around it, like. From and I was recently listening to um, to a Rogan episode he had uh, uh, some guru guy on from India but this guy's thing is like you know promoting healthy soil and that means you know regenerative farming and mm-hmm. stuff like that which is great it's awesome and you're <laughs> like should be how everyone yeah, farms yeah literally it. should be how everyone farms but like <laughs> because we're so concerned with profits and corn then the world goes... Corn and soy, the world goes to shit. I'm also listening to uh, The Omnivore's Dilemma again. Mm. Oh my god. It hurts yeah. my head so much because you're like, wait, how much... What? And that How was much written, corn and oil just goes into making one fucking what? And that was written like how many years ago? 20, to right? yeah,
1: 20 years ago. Because it was like... 15, a, 20 years ago? It was a required reading for George
0: Brown. Was it? For me it was. Ah, I don't just, know if it was for you. Yeah. no, for me. Um or maybe it wasn't, I didn't read it at the time, but um, I think I had a, had a physical copy and I lost it in a move somewhere or yeah. loaned it to somebody. But anyways, I have it on audiobook now. And, but it's like, to understand that food can kind of change, like food, food has aff- afforded me all these experiences and done all these things for me and given me an appreciation for it. But it's changed, <coughs> it's changed my life in a way that I could never even compare it to something like making it in the industry. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes total sense. Where yeah, you're like, like yeah, yeah, I'm like, as I'm saying, it like, makes fucking sense. But like, no, you brought it home today, okay? Because <laughs> a lot of times the thoughts are pretty fucking disjointed. To... Um, sorry, folks. <laughs> That's what happens when you deal with a fucking addict brain. <laughs> an ADHD addict I, brain I think uh sorry to interrupt
1: but I think um no, I totally know what you mean and like you can go as far as to say like you know you're talking about a regenerative agriculture um you know the fisher folk that I deal with like he had a business that was strictly catching one species of fish back in the mm-hmm. 1980s and he was making hand over fist yeah. and you know there's something to be said about overfishing. I don't think that one boat in one great lake is going to be, you know, the cause of overfishing of all the great lakes and stuff like that. But you know, he was making a good amount of money selling it to the Boston fish market for smoked fish. It's called lake chub. The government of Canada introduced, you know, lake trout and other species into the parts of the lake where it's not supposed to be. Mm. And that in turn, those are predatory fish. They in turn ate all those fish. So this guy's business uh, went from thriving to nothing. And you know, there's lots of cases to be said about like what happens in first nations communities especially on reservations and stuff like that when there isn't money or things to do or businesses to you know what i mean and no. so yeah like that's food that's a food system that failed and it really upset a lot of
0: people's lives right okay. like so yeah like food affects everything around it yeah like i think it's one of those things where and in the last, like, you know, probably a couple of months I've been, I've, I, I, you know, I, I talk about, talk to people about regenerative farming and, and stuff like that, but you, you just like, the more you talk about it, the more the internet gives you content like that. And mm-hmm. then you just end up going deeper and deeper down that rabbit hole. And it's like, oh, God, just switch everything. Yeah. Why don't we have cover crops in orchards? Like... Instead of just fucking, eh, anyways, (laughs) I don't know enough about it to really comment and, Mm -hmm. and that's okay. But, um, I mean, this kind of goes, eh, not really, not really kind of into the next topic, but (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think we're going to make it through all five of these topics today. Nice. Um, but, uh, I threw this down in the group uh in the in the stream of consciousness um in the duo you can the duo maybe maybe one day we'll have a few more people in the group yeah. that, that's my goal especially yeah. once we kind of start doing the round table kind of stuff but yeah. um which i think will probably happen maybe in the summertime or something that'd be great yeah once you guys actually have this place set up and, and we can i can set something up or maybe anyways <laughs> um, maybe that thing I was t- telling you about before, but I don't yeah. want to say it because no. then I'll jinx it. Um, but you can't expect exponential growth, personal, mm. professional, relationship, and this is a big one for me, just because it's like I'm so fucking impatient. Like just just like I was yeah. saying at the beginning of this, with like me pushing uh, my lady, just mm-hmm. being like, love me, love me, be in a mm-hmm. relationship, me, 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 me. It's yeah. like, hey, man. What you what you can't? Why are you expecting just because you're there? Yeah, the other person or the other or the situation or the, the the the, like just every it it doesn't work that way. Mm. You you can't just like, it's not it's not food. It didn't it didn't
1: work for us like that way either. But like now that we're here, we're like, hey, why can't everybody else? You know what I mean? Just come with. Yeah. I mean, uh, no, that's this one really hit home for me, too. Like, I think that once you start working on your mental health, uh, like pretty rigorously, you start to start to become very obvious the people that aren't working on it as much or, you know, and and it's not to say that there's maybe maybe they will in their own due time. Exactly. There's not to say that everybody therapy works for everybody. You know, there's some certain people that definitely neglect needing help and stuff like that and you know that usually ends up hurting other people around them but you know I did the same with my wife like you know she has issues that she needs to work on and stuff like that and I would tell her like hey like this is upsetting you like we should do something about it and we should work on it and we should let's go to therapy and you know she tried therapy it didn't work for her and, uh, that's what we're going to do couples therapy. Right. So, oh, that's nice. So but, you, can, uh, you can be that kind of like,
0: here, take my, take my hand. Yeah. Like, so she can open up a little bit more because it's outta. hard
1: for her to open up to a therapist because she just doesn't feel connection and stuff like that. So, um, but there was times when I was like, Hey, like what, like there was times when she was like, you know, this is not going to change basically what she said to me. And I was like, well, I can't, I can't accept that as an answer. Like there's no way you can tell me that, that nothing is going to change. That, that yeah, that the, that this thing <laughs> is constant in life. Like there's you know there's only a couple constants in life. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you can never tell me that this, if even if you don't work on it, you know what I mean, or if you do work on it really hard, that it will not change. Like mm. there's you just can't say that. I'm sorry. Because yeah. that I, I used to think that way when I was addicted to dr- well I am addicted to drugs, but when I was in active addiction, I used to think that this will never change. But mm. it's like. You know, you work on it hard enough, things can change. But Mm -hmm. to back to the point, I think being patient with those people and being like
0: is the difficult part. Well, even with those people or yourself is like (laughs) those, yeah, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, like (laughs) those people, yeah, Yeah. me, (laughs) who's got two thumbs and is impatient as fuck. This (laughs) guy, yeah, Um, yeah. It's just one of those things where I was just, I was, I was thinking, and I think it was probably in a similar conversation with
2: uh,
0: uh, 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 fucking been a fucking long day. Okay. I've been up since six. I had a fucking solid ass workout today. Nice. Um, your boy is dropping pounds. Let's just say that. Transferring I from me doing to the you. opposite. Um, <laughs> you're running a fucking marathon this summer. Lookout. Um, nice. but, uh, but no, I think it was in the same conversation as the, the making it stuff. Like yeah. What's he's down there. Um, <laughs> And it's, like, it's in a similar vein where you're, like, people that expect this, like, exponential self-growth or, mm-hmm. or growth of a business or uh, growth of their career is, like, they don't set a realistic expectation of the fact that you kind of have to enjoy the process like you have to and, and 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 by no stretch of the imagination am i someone who sets realistic expectations for themselves mm. like i last year i was like i'm gonna go to the gym fucking this many times a week and then i did it for like three weeks and then i was like fuck that i need a week off i'm tired yeah <laughs> yeah so i was like i mean now, you know, but maybe it takes those those times failing to do that because now I am going to the gym four days a week and doing hot yoga once a week mm. and um, and still working full fucking time and doing like and doing acupuncture one day a week and seeing my nephew one day a week. And like it's like mm. all the things where you're just like it can be done, but you just you got to fuck it up a few times. And Lord knows I got to fuck it up more than a few <laughs> times. <laughs> like i it's but i'm kind of realizing this of my myself and, and all obviously all of this is self so like if we say people i mean me mm-hmm. it's like clearly this is just a reflection of what's going on in my fucking brain and how i'm thinking about myself but it's one of those things where
2: <sighs> fuck Fucking <laughs>
0: it's okay you can edit them out sweet baby geez, i'm not gonna edit them out you know i'm fucking lazy um, <laughs> um it'll probably be easier to edit it once the audio is a little crisper but that's true um because i can just move the mic away from my fucking yawn but um it's where was i going with that no i mean like i damn it uh oh, stream of consciousness, stream of consciousness. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. nah. start hitting my fucking head against the table um no but i you know i would set these unrealistic expectations of like mm. i'm going to do this and then i fuck it up a bunch of times and then Like, even to this day, I, you know, I made some gravy at the restaurant the other day, and it was just kind of weak gravy, and I was like, I should know how to make gravy. What the fuck is this? Yeah. What am I doing here? Like, what? Why is this so... It It wasn't bad. It's not not bad, and it's certainly usable, but, like, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it could have been a little stronger. Yeah. You know, I could have brought it down a little more before I thickened it and all that jazz, but, like, it's, like, Maybe maybe in order to to appreciate the growth of like, you know, like you were saying before, we are uh we're exceptions to the to the rule as far as uh addiction goes, right? Mm-hmm. People normally go back after a certain period of time um, and albeit maybe our periods of time will just be longer than the average or something like that mm-hmm. maybe they will be 10 years and then we'll be like ah fuck it I was in Vegas um, <laughs> <but> <laughs> I don't see that ever happening for me but yeah, who knows um, it's not a not a city I feel the need to visit uh, unless I was going to do some some rock climbing because apparently there's a lot of good climbing around Vegas. On the outside. On the outskirts. in the the desert. (laughs) Um, Which would be cool. But, um, yeah, no, I fucking lost it. I'm just trying to bring it back. I lost it.
1: Well, I mean... Damn it. Why do you think that you set such high expectations of yourself? And why do you think you set high expectations of other people? Probably because I consume too much of the internet. What, What does that have to do with
0: it? The internet is it's fake it's a fugazi it's fucking it's a wheezy it's a wazzy yeah no but it (laughs) but it is right because people set these people Mm. the most of the content that you consume on the interwebs is people giving you the look at this cool thing i just did or wow like it just made it look so easy to do these three flips and then yeah uh a chin up while doing a whatever backflip, something, something, mm. whatever the fuck it is, right? Like you're doing these things and making it look super easy. And then the average person like you or I can look at that and be like, well, I can't do that. I guess I'm just fucking. I gotta set better fucking goals for myself. Mm-hmm. Like I should be able to do a a chin up backwards while standing <laughs> on the ceiling or some shit. Whatever the fuck it is, well, right? I but think,
1: like, interestingly, I think this ties into the other point that we were making of like being satisfied, gaining mm-hmm. personal satisfaction from other yeah. things, right? Like, and and I think maybe, hear me out here. Maybe it's just the fact that you know, with food, you've learned to. Fix the problems. No, not fix the (laughs) problems, but gain personal satisfaction from other factors, Uh, right? So maybe this journey in your life when it comes to uh, your relationship, when it comes to working out, when it comes to setting high expectations for yourself, you just don't have enough experience in it. Uh, And you don't know how to gain personal satisfaction.
0: Don't know how to temper them yet. Yeah. Uh. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I like what you did there. I like what you did there. But I think you know had, we both had good points.
1: Yeah, but yeah, I think yeah, yeah. you know it's you and I have devoted such a big chunk of our lives to, to cooking and food, so you know naturally we've come to a conclusion like that, and we have come to mm. to uh, a stability where we can satisfy ourselves with the um, just being what we are and like you know the the things not necessarily like accomplishments but more so things that we yeah like for me with teaching people and being mm-hmm. a manager and opening a business and stuff like that like yeah, yeah. so maybe it's just hmm. early early stages still hmm. yeah that makes
0: sense <laughs> story checks out yeah, st- story checks in. <laughs> it doesn't not that's the thing right it's like i yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good one.
0: Yeah, that was a good one. That was good. <laughs> good. That was good. That was good. That was good. Every once in a while, it's gonna ponder around there for a while.
1: <laughs> so maybe being, temper uh, my
0: expectations. More, well, be be fair to yourself. Be right? mindful of the process, I suppose.
1: Be mindful of the process, and also be uh, fair to yourself when you know for me i can tie this back into like cravings and stuff like that that i have like a big thing that i try to work on is like being kind to myself and being fair to myself about like if i have a craving not being like oh fuck like man like how, how, could, how, how could you yeah and it's like well yeah you have like fucking addicted to drugs for like half your life like yeah you're gonna have a craving and like being able to be like oh this is a craving and i'm having it and you can sit there with it and mm-hmm. be like okay i'm having a craving and i'm gonna watch it walk out the door yeah right Peace, dude. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. not being mad at yourself because you had that craving. Mm. right? So have, tempering your expectations is one thing, but also being able to not judge judge yourself when you have those high expectations for that person, mm-hmm. for yourself, for the situation, for whatever it may be..
0: Yeah. Hmm. Hot damn, <laughs> Hot damn. Um, And the fifth and final topic, yeah, it's a good segue. Appropriates. Uh, appropriates <laughs> Holy sweet baby fucking Jesus. <laughs> I am getting that tired. should
1: be my tagline. I'll just say holy sweet baby Jesus when the <laughs> podcast starts. <laughs>
0: and we're back. Sweet baby <laughs> Jesus. See <laughs> next week, next seven pound, eight ounce baby Jesus. Why does it gotta be baby Jesus? I make the money in this house. <laughs> um <laughs> Saturday nights people go watch it yeah um shake and bake appropriate amounts of sacrifice so before we were talking about we won't name names here but um we all know anybody who's listening knows that person who puts a lot of personal sacrifice for a business that Hmm. they don't own or or a business that openly doesn't appreciate them Mm -hmm. we've all done it Mm -hmm. we've all been there um i find myself to be relatively proficient at this where like you're in the business and you're like cool this is what i'm doing i'll do whatever i need to for this i'll go i'll run the errand on my day off i'll do whatever the fuck needs to happen right i'll work 15 16 hours a day if I have to and I'll I'll cut out certain amounts of uh, socializing or or personal growth or whatever it is.
2: Mhm.
0: And I wonder with the person who we were talking about before. Mhm. Specifically. Like I said, we're not going to name names. But I wonder I wonder if this person realizes what they're doing. Mhm. I think if if someone's in that mindset, do they realize that they're, that they can just like, they're not the owner of the business. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: You can go to the owner and just be like, Hey man, you got to pick up the slack. It's your business. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm here to run the shit and to organize the food and whatever. And, Mm -hmm. and do whatever has to be done on a day to day basis. But in the meantime, if I'm down a baker a couple of days a week, you got to come in, bake some food or make some food or mm. pick up a little bit of slack because right now I'm making you money. Yeah. Like,
1: and yeah, like in, in this particular person's instance, uh, they are also like putting this entire business on their back. Yeah. So like, I don't Not know just for, one, for like, me, like, like three of them. Yeah. Three of them. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think, uh, there is something to be said about, you know, restaurant owners owner business owners whatever it may be like I find that it's always that person who does the most work or the person that's most experienced or whatever is always gonna like they'll always kind of pick up the slack for everyone and then they get into kind of a, a, a pattern a bit of a savior mentality. yeah a pattern and they're just like well I'll just take care of it but the thing is is that like for me as a business owner now like if I ever have that opportunity to have somebody as talented, can like take care of a whole business by themselves and not be an owner.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm gonna treat them like fucking gold. gold. I will, I will give them the biggest bonus. I will be like, Wow, like, thank you so much for everything times that you a week do. Do I have to rub your feet? Yeah, like, because <laughs> like, the thing is that happens and it happens all the time in restaurants and stuff like that. It's um, that person gets burnt out and then they leave, and then your business is fucked yeah. because you. <laughs> we're busy, I don't know, maybe expanding your business or doing something else like right. that. Enjoy, enjoying that, that yeah. free
0: space yeah. in,
1: in your life. You know, maybe you have kids, maybe you have whatever, whatever but it is. It's not an excuse, but also the thing is like, I don't know, to, to, to depend on one person for your whole business and then not treat them well. is, is yeah. pretty crazy. It
0: seems pretty. Nice <laughs> well, and I think that's, and it's hard for me to look at that too. It's like, Look, I have I have my own qualms with uh, the owner of the restaurant, or the owner of the diner. Like, just not professionally.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Professionally? Golden. It's just, like, the personal element because we've known each other for fucking ten years. That it's like, dude, I'm, like, the only person in the city who you can say something like that to. And, like, mm-hmm. I won't take it personal. But, like, mm-hmm. son, what? <laughs> like um Hmm. where it becomes this thing where you're like i'm super appreciative and maybe that's why i i look at the the situation we're talking about the the friend of ours and and i'm like dude don't fucking take that shit man like there's Hmm. there's good restaurant owners around the city that will appreciate your skills who you are and what you bring to the table i think i think it's and like, don't fucking, don't fuck that. It's, place. it's, it's <laughs> like, so. Yeah, I'm a, it's fuck that place kind of yeah. mentality. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I you think, I, mean? I think it's so difficult as cooks and chefs to, to like, just know what your worth is. Like, because yeah. you're never told what your worth is. You're never told what, you're told it's worth nothing, right? Like you're, you you, you sign at up times. for a stage. At, at times, at times. For, I have a lot yeah. of instances in my personal career where it's like, you know, I think it's just set up in a way that's just like you stodge, right? stages are you work for free and we'll give you experience. It's like okay, that's like the only industry in the world that still does that, right? Like that's telling you from it's a very phased. young age, it's being pretty phased
0: out these days. Yeah, now, but that's is, telling
1: like young kids that are coming into this industry that like, oh, your labor is worth literally nothing. <laughs> so Not next to nothing, literally, <laughs> literally nothing. nothing. We'll, we'll feed you. Yeah, but you're gonna work we'll for just free, kind of or something, because the food's really tasty. And if you're but... lucky, if you're lucky, you'll get a job here, and then we'll pay you, you know, minimum wage. So I think it's difficult yeah. for people as seasoned as who we're talking about um, that have worked in these places
0: for years. And like you're like. Just still getting shit on. Yeah,
1: still getting shit on. And, you know, these some of these, some people just don't know their worth, and they can't just, like, put their foot down and be like, hey, no, like, this is unacceptable. I yeah. am worth a lot more than this. And, and and
0: like we said, there's there's more than, sorry to cut you off, but, like, there's more than factors. Mm, maybe you got kids. Totally. Maybe you got a mortgage to pay. Maybe you got fucking whatever it is, right? So it's like sometimes, yeah, you're just kind of just going to have to sacrifice a certain amount of that. For sure. Give a shitness. Mm-hmm. For okay, I need this money because my kid needs to eat or, mm-hmm. uh, my kid needs a fucking new pair of shoes or I got to buy fucking groceries. And yeah, <laughs> it is what I, it is. I, but I, like, yeah, yeah. Sorry.
1: I think so. it's, in, no, it's okay. Uh, I think it's interesting because, you know, in every other kind of industry in the world, when you get a job, you sign a contract and there is, you know, your job, uh, hmm. specifications of what yeah. you're responsible for, what your duties are. Yeah. In a kitchen, Kitchens it's like doesn, you just you just exist. yeah you're working a station maybe but then next week you work a different station the menu's constantly changing you're responsible for all things at all times yeah and if you don't do it then you get shit on right yeah. so there's not really a clear decisiveness as to you know for managerial positions maybe yes but for me in my last couple jobs that I had I had to ask for that I had to mm. ask the owner to tell me what do you want me to be responsible for because it was happening with me where he would get mad at me for not taking care of something and I said, you have never discussed this with me. Like, I understand that I'm the chef of this restaurant, but I also have other things that I'm worried about you're expecting me to do this as well, but you haven't actually (laughs) voiced it to me and now you're getting upset with me because I haven't done it. Because, because your communication skills need work. (laughs) Exactly, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Yeah. So I think that's another thing is that like, that's why chefs have that mentality of like, oh, I'll just Mm -hmm. take care of it. Yeah. And then you take care of it until you're burnt the fuck out. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Not making, still making, not enough money.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> can't wait till I'm burnt out one day. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, dear Dyer. Um, okay, that's good. Yeah. One uh, one thirteen change. Thanks, everybody. Uh, shout outs real mm-hmm. quick because we actually remembered to write a couple down this time. Yeah, we're smart this time. <laughs> uh Matt, you're yeah sure. I, I went to korean grill
1: house the other day it was fucking delicious um i was actually shocked like i hadn't been since like high school and i was like this is oh, this so cheap and just really good
0: still cheap yeah
1: i think it was like Dude. 35 bucks for all you can eat
0: whoa
1: and they just and bring like, you bowls plates. of rice all yeah plates of plates of meat you plates just, of meat and you're just yeah i think they charge you for the things that you don't eat like i think i think that's like the classic yeah. Real? Like if you order like extra and then you don't eat it, then I think they charge you for those on top of the all-you-can-eat price because that's like them wasting food. Yeah, right. makes sense. But I hey, mean, we, hey, we that, ate everything. That, make, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like they're not yeah. gonna eat like half
0: of a plate and then yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. And I'm gonna try not to butcher this one. Uh, Og Seichi. Yeah. Did I get it? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Okay. Uh, ramen, ramen joint. Um, East Chinatown, yeah, East Chinatown, uh, Gerard and Broadview. <laughs> I haven't been yet because my schedule doesn't allow it. Also, they are closed on the days that the diner is closed, so it's always the worst. It's like, how am I supposed to fucking eat here? Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm not having ramen for breakfast. It's really good. I've, I've, uh, but, I've... Uh, but I have heard nothing but amazing things. And when my schedule switches to mornings and I can actually go and have dinner or like a late lunch there I am 100% going to do that Mm. so uh, those are two shout outs this week and catch you thanks guys soon next week another week another time another time if you will anyways (laughs) uh, I love you love you too thanks guys ciao
2: ciao (laughs)